everyone, welcome to the Fox Rugby Podcast and it is Test Rugby Week. Who'd have thought six months ago that we'd be talking about a test match in the times that we're living in and to take us through it, it's a very good afternoon to Timmy Horan. Timmy, how are you today? Good, thanks, Wayne. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? A, a Sunday test match. I don't think I can recall a Sunday test match probably in New Zealand for a long, long time. Michael Jones used to never play on a Sunday, and I think that's the reason why they moved test matches from Sunday to Saturday. But looking forward to it, it should be a, a cracking first test match of the year. Yeah, looking forward to that. And to take us through it, it's a very, very good afternoon as well to Matty Tamur, who joins us from all the way over there in the Shaky Isles. How is life in quarantine, Matty? It's been all right. I think, uh, you know, most people have been through the quarantine process, probably got to a few horror stories, but we've been uh, we've been taken good care of actually here. So uh, enjoy it as, you might, as much as you can in New Zealand during Test Week, um, but it's been good. Matty, what about take us through the quarantine for people who don't know? Uh, you, you flew over there and just take us through your quarantine for you know, a certain amount of days on your own and then you expanded from that. Just take everyone through that. Yeah, so the first three days were like, uh, you know, proper quarantine, stuck in the room, um, getting COVID testing and stuff like that. So that was, uh, guys were struggling a little bit. I think guys were trying to hook up uh, their PlayStation so they could have a little bit of interaction and things like that. So it was, it was quite interesting. And then uh, got a COVID test, I think day three. And then day four, once they all became negative, we could start training. So since then, it's been pretty good. Uh, still not allowed to leave the, like the hotel. Um, we can go out when we go training, we're on the bus and uh, but then straight back on the bus and back in the hotel. So, uh, you know, a few restrictions, but it's been pretty good considering. It's a, it's, it is a little bit different, though. They've got the uh, Defence Force sort of lining the hallways, making sure we're wearing masks and coppers and stuff like that. But, um, no, fair play, they've, uh, they've taken good care of us. That's pretty hardcore with the, the Defence Force hanging out um, there. I've seen a few photographs and still photographs of guys, you know, having to social distance um, and, you know, hanging out with their masks and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, is it intimidating having the uh, yeah. New Zealand military around? Yeah, massively. Like you, you sometimes, you know, casually you open your door to go to, you know, one of your mate's rooms or whatever and you walk out and you're like, oh, you know, he's you, like, put your mask on, you chuck it back on. So you always, you keep kind of forgetting like that. But as I said, they're, they're pretty good about it. They could be narcs if they wanted to be, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been all right. It's been a, excuse me, it's been an interesting experience, but it's, um, no, it's been good. We had Swaney, if you remember way back um, when the Wallabies went over to South Africa the first time after apartheid, I think it was 1990. Two, I think it was, um, and we had all these security guards met us at the airport, and we had guys on skateboards, like security guards on their back, going underneath the bus to make sure there was no bombs underneath the bus. So that was our first experience in the Wallabies for in South Africa, it was just after apartheid. Oh, that's pretty full on. I, I don't think it's quite like that over in New Zealand right now. I think a few. I think a few of us got taxis that day. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. That is crazy. That is crazy times. I guess it is crazy times that we are living in. Was it like getting on an international flight for the first time in a few months, Matty? It's, I, I can't even think about the last time I got on a plane, let alone uh, actually getting over over to NZ. Could you find your passport, Matty? Did you know where yeah, your passport no, was? Yeah, I, I didn't actually, but lucky because we, we hand them in at the start of the year because uh, well, we're idiots and we'll, we'll lose them, uh, basically. <laughs> so, no, lucky that the management had it. But it was – that's I reckon that's like the um, – most confronting bit about COVID is when you go to the airports and it's it's empty. There's no one there. Um, that, that's a little bit where it gets a little bit eerie. Um, and I think we were talking about it. We hadn't been on a flight in like six months or something, international flight in six months, which, which in our sport is, um, you know, that's unheard of. So, uh, yeah, it was very, very different. Um, oh, you know, we're on the plane by ourselves. Um, 
so there wasn't too much around but yeah it is it is quite eerie when you arrive there there's no no one in baggage check-in no one in anything there was you know police and defense force everywhere so it was a you know you kind of if you had a little bit of a look you'd think we're in like on a movie set or something Um, so it is it is odd it does feel that way doesn't it and um and mate you've been on the road though with the rebels for a very long time uh it feels like it would have felt like a few months now uh so how are you holding up how's the how's life living out of a suitcase been yeah, it's felt like a few months because it has been. Uh, we're actually just talking about this morning. Uh, I've got a uh, I've got a delivery getting here today for some shirts and shorts and stuff. And someone's like, why, why are you doing online shopping? I said, well, about three months ago, we were told we're going to be leaving for two weeks and it's going to be six months. So I didn't I didn't necessarily pack uh, for, <laughs> for the whole change of seasons and everything. So, yeah, it's, look, it's been all right, though. Um, when you're around your mates um, playing rugby, uh, you know, and we're in Terrigal now in New Zealand, like, Yes, you're at home, you miss the comforts and stuff, but it's still pretty good, you know, considering what everyone's going through out there. There's a lot of people going through worse. We are, we're playing sport, doing what we would do anyway, with, you know, and um, yeah, so it, it, it isn't too bad. I'm sure at the end of the year, the thing I'm missing is the golf courses. Uh, I can't I can't book in tee times, which is frustrating me. But uh, other than that, I think we're, we're, we're all right. Andy, what about um, the squad? Let's talk about on the field a little bit now with the, the Wallaby squad now and obviously Dave Rennie, new Wallaby coach, new assistant coaches, um, Scotty Wisemanel and um, and Maddie. Tell us how's the feeling been and, and what's the squad feeling been like? Obviously new players that have come in, some a lot of younger players that have come into the system now. Yeah, it is. It is definitely, a, um, I don't know if you say breath of fresh air or what, but it is a, it's a new chapter in that sense. Uh, there's a lot of guys who haven't been here through what you know a few of us have been and um you know it's probably a good good thing in a sense we're going from a, a blank slate with some of them um but then you know at the same time us older guys have been around a little bit longer need to uh kind of steer the ship a little bit and and make sure that we're attending to the things we need to because it's not all you know fun and games there is pressure and there's you know high stakes at times so it's been really good the coaching staff have been great um you know the feeling before in pre-season or before any game's been played, it's always very positive, as you'd know, because, yeah, you know, you haven't really got to the uh, stresses of games and winning and losing and selection and all that stuff. But that being said, it's, um, yeah, like it's a, it is a really good feeling amongst the guys. We had a Dave, Dave Rennie's been um, really good getting his own stamp on the group. We've been learning a lot of songs together. And last night we had a, a nice little barbecue and a few sing-alongs and stuff like that. He was on the guitar. So it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. He's getting his own little flavor to it and, you know, trying to do what we can in terms of uh, bonding and all that stuff. So it's been good. Yeah. I was going to ask culturally the the differences from different Wallaby camps that you've been in. What's the, what's been the biggest difference to other Wallaby camps that you've been in? So, you know, culturally, definitely. Um, you know, we were, we were talking with the managers last night, you know, about 10, 15 years ago, you'd have, you know, one or two island guys in the team. And now it's, you know, it's almost dominated by a lot of, a lot of island guys. And, you know, so the, the feel is, is different. Um, but I'd probably say bigger than that would just be the age at the moment. The age is, you know, very young and um, yeah, quite exciting. There's a lot, there's a lot of characters, I think, with a lot of the young fellas. You look at someone like Taniella Tupo, I think, you know, most people back in the day wouldn't think your tight end prop would be, you know, a guy wearing white boots and laughing and, you know, social media. And he, but he's just such a character and there's a lot of them in this team. And it is, it's really cool um, trying to get the most out of those guys, make sure they feel comfortable because uh, they have a lot to offer. So, um, yeah, it is, uh, it, it's an, an exciting group. So, Obviously, massive test match this weekend. They all are against the All Blacks. But do you, do you get any feel um, of the balance that Dave Rennie's 
trying to put in place. Um, I know the World Cup's three years away. And, you know, I was playing the Wallabies. You always try and you want to win every test matches, but with a bit of an eye to three years' time in this next World Cup, or is it just here and now at the moment, do you think? I think it's a bit of both um, because, God, you want to, yeah, rugby, you, you can you can look four years ahead and then, you know, then um, coaches are trying to save their job after six months. Uh, you know, like it's, it is it is such a fluid thing. But, uh, look, I think the one thing, you know, Dave's been given his support staff he wants, he's been given a, you know, a, a longer contract so he can have an eye on that, which is, which is great because ultimately that is the final goal. But uh, I think, you know, amongst us and amongst Australians, I think we probably want that. Let us like cut back in Australia, you know, almost more than we want the World Cup in a way. So, uh, yeah, look, you you play in New Zealand, in New Zealand, it's going to be a tough test match. It's probably not the right time to just give it, you know, complete reins to the young guys because you're probably not doing them any justice. It wouldn't be fair on them as well. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a bit of a balance. I, I reckon we'll get a little bit of an indication of where he's looking at certain things. Um, but I'd say probably by the end of this tournament, you'd probably go, okay, I kind of see the moves he's making um, long term and. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it is exciting because I think everyone's been kind of buoyed by the, uh, you know, a lot of the enthusiasm that the, the younger fellas are bringing and, you know, the excitement that they're bringing. And, and as I said before, they haven't really had that scarring system, you know, like I think Super Rugby AU was outstanding when we were playing each other. And you realise, you know, the opposition are just, you know, another bunch of blokes. And um, so there's no need to kind of take too much uh, baggage into that game. So uh, I think it's been good for the development of a lot of the fellas. Tim, I've been doing a little bit of uh, research back into the archives and back in 1990, you guys played in Wellington and it was the famous Kearns scores a try and gives the finger to Sean Fitzpatrick uh, a try. But uh, having a look at that series and, you know, you guys had you played three test matches against the Kiwis that, that tournament and um, it, that was the one that it clicked in Wellington. Um, what are the similarities that you can see from this group, Timmy, to maybe what you experienced back then in your early days, because you were a youngster at that point. Yeah, I think I'd only just turned 20. Um, so there's a lot of younger players on Jason Little um, was on the tour, uh, Phil Kearns. And then I think what Bob Dwyer, the coach at the time, he was bringing, as Matty said before, you know, that balance between trying to win test matches now, but an eye to the World Cup in, in a, it was a bit over a year's time in 1991. So, um, but I remember we, we lost the first two test matches, only just lost um, the, the second test match, I think it was. And, but I remember, I distinctly remember sort of on the bus going to um, Athletic Park at the time, Wellington third test match thinking, and there was, we got so much stick from the supporters walking to the ground, banging on the bus. We couldn't get down the small streets of Wellington. And, you know, you can imagine all the sign language coming from the Kiwi supporters. And, and, and I remember three or four of them holding up, you know, three nil, three nil. And I thought that we all, everyone was so deathly quiet on the bus. We thought there's no way we can actually finish this. Tour. It was a big tour. It was like a six or seven week tour. We played midweek games all the way through. I think it was like a 10 game tour. Um, but yeah, the similarities is more of that, you know, the younger players coming through are giving the older players, I'm sure Maddie's feeling it now, giving the older players that little bit extra edge and that extra energy because you can see the enthusiasm, you know, in your Harry Wilsons, your Liam, you know, your Tate McDermott, these kids that are pushing the older players, Maddie, and that's something that it breeds a lot of confidence with the, with the senior players. So hang on, um, gee, there's a bit of, um, youngster coming through here and I, I want to keep going yeah you find I like you know often when the young fellas come in the uh question always oh what have you learned from the older guys and all that stuff and it's just as beneficial as someone who is a bit more experienced and seeing um you know 
Noah or Will come through and, you know, just the enthusiasm, the excitement they bring about it. And I think you definitely get something yourself, which is, uh, which is pretty good. It's only good for, for rugby when you're, when you're feeling that pressure and you're feeling that, uh, you know, selections aren't just kind of a given. Um, so it, it's good, good on both sides of that. I just want to touch on something you mentioned before, Maddie, with Super Rugby AU and how you guys are playing against each other. And, you know, there's always an Aussie team winning. Has that bred a little bit of confidence in the group? You know, you, you guys, um, you know, you, you, you got to, you, got, you guys made, nearly made, or you did make the finals um, and in the Rebels and then, you know, the Brumbies and Reds fought it out in the, um, in the grand final. But did, did it breed a little bit of confidence not having to go over to the, against the Kiwis? And, you know, what we have seen in the few, last few years is you guys got beaten up over there. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, having... having... Australian team holding a trophy up is good for the game in Australia. Um, obviously, if it's, you know, against, it is a domestic league, that's always going to happen. But I think it is good. Um, it just brings that um, habit in that uh, kind of culture of winning back in, uh, which is really good. And I think, um, you know, we might have been a little bit underdone at times and, and, and putting, you know, the blowtorch right under us while we're still, you know, developing a little bit probably isn't the smartest idea for our development. Um, so, uh, for the team's development. So you, I, like a team like the Reds you saw this year, I think they, you know, earlier in the year, they were, they showed a lot of promise, but then, you know, um, just, just kind of weren't there yet. And then you saw throughout Super Rugby AU where they really developed as a team. They got organised the defensive structures a lot better, their exits, and then they allowed them to, you know, play that exciting brand of footy that they do play. So I think Super Rugby AU was really good for that. Um, yeah, I, I, I genuinely think it was... Uh, we just, you know, teams have a bit more of a winning culture amongst them now. And uh, so that'll be good. And that's only good for us in the long term. Matty, who's impressed you um, on the trip so far? Like the, the uh, we would talk about all the younger players, but, you know, the senior players as well. What about uh, James O'Connor and, you know, his experience now? He's 30 year old. He's, I think he's probably one of the oldest blokes uh, with yourself on, on tour. Uh, how, how are the leaders uh, responding to, you know, what Dave Rennie and the younger players are doing? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, so, yeah, James James and I were laughing yesterday, actually, because we were, you know, my nickname's still Pup from being the young Pup, and he, he used to have to carry the, the Wallaby around, have to, have to carry Wally around for years, and, you know, now we're sitting at the back of the bus as the old guys who are asking the music to be turned down <laughs> and if we can get dinner a little bit earlier and stuff like that. So it's quite... I thought it was only forwards up. allowed in the back of the bus, not backs. I yeah, didn't think backs were allowed yeah. in the back of the bus. Changed a little bit now. It depends on age and stuff. So we are we, we've made our way back a, a little bit further than when we started. So um, yeah, it's been good. Um, as I say, I, like and, and James is James is someone who's obviously extremely talented. I think we were going through. I think he's wore every number on his back uh, from ten to fifteen uh, and at a test level. That just shows how talented he is. So and then seeing him flourish this year at ten, uh, where you know traditionally probably wasn't his uh, most natural position, but he's done so well. So he. He, he as well has developed uh, a lot through the through the year as well. And um, Nick White, I think coming back, having to back him in Australian rugby is awesome, I think, for the game. And I, I think someone like Marika as well, he's, he's not someone who talks uh, a lot, um, but within the group, he's got so much respect. And when he does talk, if you can understand him, uh, he is, he's got some really good things to say because he's a, he's a very smart, very smart bloke and reads the situation really well. So it's, um, yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, if you guys let, who left last year, so we've had to have some leaders step up a little bit. So uh, that'll yeah. be an ongoing, you know, challenge for us uh, throughout this tournament. And what about those young blokes? Who's impressed you the most on the training field? Uh, I really, really like the look of Fraser um, McRide. I didn't, obviously didn't know heaps about him being from, um, 
because I wasn't in Queensland at the time. And then I think Noah's Noah's as good as uh, I think the raps that that have been put on him are probably um, yeah accurate. He he's got a really good running game. Got a real calm head, very confident. Reminds me a little bit of like Richie Mwanga. Plays a little bit like him. Um, very much a, a running ten. So uh, yeah, and then look, Will Harrison as well. I think enough's been said about him. He's he's got a lot of class. So there's uh, there's definitely some depth there. Um, and you know. You're looking, talking about positions in you know, the seven and the ten, and that they're uh, they're important positions to build a team around in the future, for sure. What, what about um, the All Blacks? There's a lot of All Blacks supporters live in Australia, obviously in New Zealand as well. But where do you see the threats for the All Blacks um, in these next two Test matches? Yeah, I think any time you play New Zealand, it's you know everyone's always talking about their exciting backs, and rightfully so. Um, you know, Moanga um, and Barrett or the Barretts. Um, you know, Yuane on the wing, and you, you you've got. You know, so many dangerous players, but often it's it's uh, it, it is up front, uh, and they've still got a lot of experience in the pack. There, um, always led really well. You know, their second rowers are always strong boys. Doesn't matter what year it is. So, um, yeah, when when it it's quite quite hard to identify threats in a in a national team because you know they're, they're everywhere in that sense. But uh, I, I'd say up front, mate. They, as I say, traditionally everyone likes to look at the flashy tries, but it's it's their strong set piece. It's their work around the breakdown. That's um, that's usually where they where they get that quick ball and allows the guys to move a bit. So yeah, definitely definitely out front in that type five, I'd say. I, I do wonder, Maddie, have you guys um, been shielded from the the sort of boardroom battle that's been happening across the ditch? Uh, a little bit of you guys sort of stayed across it. You, I mean, you are the the players' association president now. Um, have you had to stay across it as as a, as a matter of you know off, uh, official duties? Uh, I mean, it's been pretty pretty tense, hasn't it, uh, between the two um, top offices? It has. It's. Uh... A little bit of a soap opera, isn't it? Um, first and foremost, a lot of us are fans of rugby, so we like to see what's going on. You know, whilst we're the ones being lucky enough to, to wear the jersey on the weekend, we, you know, we care about the game and we like seeing what's going on. And sometimes it's hard to know what's what's true, what's not, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people are feeling that way as well. But um, yeah, look, it's tough times in, in so many ways. And I think obviously during the week, you saw a lot of movement with South Africans and. Um, you know what the future of our competition looks like domestically and or you know internationally even so it's uh it is very interesting to say the least i think uh i think everyone's keen to get some test match and rugby on the on the paddock though because i think then we'll be talking about um some things that are actually exciting because uh, yeah i think most most people like that stuff in the background to be fair and um you know the sooner we can get out in the park the better it will be for our fans and how excited are you for the next um, sort of two months of footy? Because once you guys have done your fortnight in New Zealand, it's back to here to Australia and you've got a whole rugby championship to look forward to on home soil. That that must be exciting for you. Cause I know as a fan, I'm pumped for it. I can't wait. Yeah. When the news came out that we got the rugby championship, we were genuinely buoyed and, you know, overjoyed and, Remember, we were messaging the you know RA management, just saying congrats. Or I was like, awesome work. That's you know for them to pull that together, and for the New South Wales government to help out and assist. I think it's great for the sport. We haven't had you know four of the top teams in the world competing you know in this kind of format you know probably since something like the World Cup, um, if we're being honest. So this is this is outstanding. And even though it'll only be you know limited crowds to a sense, I think that you know it'll be so accessible on television and all that stuff. So. Be great rugby in the headlines again and i think that's what we all want and that's what we all need and that's what the game needs so hopefully we can do our part and, and win a few matches as well maddie um just before we let you go um i must say that you know all the, 
the past Wallabies and all the supporters around Australia can't wait till you know next Sunday. Um, obviously coming up in, in New Zealand and you know I think it's about Sunday lunchtime our time in Australia. Be a couple of barbecues I'm sure all around Australia to, to finally see Test match footy on this year after what's happened in COVID nineteen and you know a lot of people you know don't have jobs and. You know, sport is a distraction from a lot of people, you know, who have issues in their life, not just, you know, work-wise, but family life. So I'm sure you, you represent not only sort of your friends and family, but everyone around Australia who, you know, really looking forward to seeing Test Match footy back on the park next Sunday. Yeah, thanks, Nate. And we're, we're aware of that as well. You know, like we're by no means uh, on the front line in terms of nurses and, you know, healthcare professionals and all that. But we do we do realise we have a, a role in society and often that is entertainment and, and, and a distraction and that. So... Uh, hopefully it'll be a good distraction. That's what we're that's what we're aiming to do. Make everyone proud. I think uh, afternoon footy is is outstanding. I think a lot of people will be pretty happy to hear that. Um, we'll be like two two o'clock in the afternoon at home, and yeah, hopefully we can uh, give everyone something to smile around uh, about with those beers and that around the uh, around the barbecue. It'll be beautiful. Oh, it's going to be the scent will be through the air around Australia. We're looking forward to that, and uh, mate, we're looking forward to seeing you run out with the uh, coat of arms on your chest again and seeing some Test rugby. We wish you all the best, Maddie, and and to the you know fifty odd guys that you've got over there with you as well. Um, you know we're right behind you, so we're looking forward to it. Cheers, Tony. Thanks, Timmy. Thanks for having me. And thanks, Timmy. Thanks for coming on as well, mate. Get back to those cows out there on your farm. Good stuff, Matty. Good luck. <laughs> and uh, and thank you for listening at home. Thanks, Wallabies for the taking on the All Blacks on Sunday afternoon from 2pm. You can catch it all from 1.30 on Fox Sports next Sunday. Make sure you tune in.